episode 222 of Marriage on the Rocks. I'm Crystal. And I'm Seth. Every week we have a drink with our discussion. And um, as we said last week, we had to make our episode a two-part episode. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so um, we're still having Fat Tire. Yeah. For beer here. Yeah. Our fave. Why don't they... Why is it when you go to restaurants, they only treat like coffee, water, and soda as refillable? Why can't they do that with beer? If you got something on tap, you should be able to put it in a pitcher, and the waitress should come over and like top you off. That would be well. I mean, that's why you buy a pitcher, though. I'm just saying. I know. Oh man! Like in in Denver, when we would go, we would go to this one restaurant, oh. this Italian restaurant that we absolutely loved, and they would have. Gosh, how much were those pitchers? The you get a pitcher of Rolling Rock for. Five ninety five. I think yeah, I think it was that cheap. It mm-hmm. was so cheap and so worth it. Oh my gosh, like that was that was so good. I love loved that. Place. that. Love that restaurant. It was the best Italian food and like a cheap freaking date. That's for sure. With super high quality. Yes, food. like Italian mob style food. Yes, and you would. We still will not say what this place is, you just would. for the fear if we ever go back, we <laughs> want to go there and it's not busy. I know, but <clears throat> at the same time, it's like, well, like we don't, we don't want them to shut down either. No, I'm not ready to share the name. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I know because I've had people like actually reach out and be like, "What Italian restaurant are you talking about?" And You've said it, right? I told them, yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. So if you really want to know, we can we can tell you. Mm-hmm. But we're not going to share it to, ev- yeah. to everybody. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway. Uh, so again, we are continuing to talk about 15 reasons you're still single. Uh, I think I have a dumbass post. Do you? Because I know since we're just kind of doing this back to back, I thought I saved one. Um, that I could share, but I cannot, I'm trying to remember if I did. Maybe I don't. Really? Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh. I thought, I thought, I was like, because I, th- I thought I had one that I was like, oh man, that would be perfect to share on one. And now I'm looking and I don't think, I don't think I had, I'm either I already shared it or. Maybe. Oh, no, no, no. Here it is. You do? Okay, good. good. I do have it. Yeah. <laughs> this one said, can I go do it? Yeah, go for it. A woman who loves you will always think you're cheating on her because she thinks every woman sees what she sees in you. Oh, my gosh. What? Oh, my gosh. Are you kidding me? Yep. Isn't that crazy? Yes. I don't even know if it was anything important like from anybody. That is no. so true. Dumb. Loveology. Oh my gosh! That. Got, that thing got one hundred forty thousand likes. Oh, oh my gosh, that's awful. That is so bad. I'll tell you what: women don't think you're cheating if you don't act like you're cheating. How's that? Yeah. If you aren't doing, I mean, we talked in the last episode about single behaviors. Mm-hmm. If you aren't doing shit that cheaters don't do, guess what? People don't think you're fucking cheating. Yeah. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's so dumb. That is. If you walk into a bank with a gun out, what are people going to assume? <laughs> that you're going to rob the bank. You're going to rob the fucking bank. Yeah. You can't be like, oh, no, no. It's open carry. <laughs> I'm just holding my gun here. <laughs> I ain't going to rob shit. How dare you accuse me? Uh-huh. That's so you dumb. Know, isn't that that dumb? is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Oh, my gosh. 
Wow. <laughs> People... if, I mean, I, I think I think it's a duty in your relationship. I don't care if you're fucking dating, engaged, married, been married for 20 years. You're Once you decide to be someone's exclusive partner, part of your duty is to ensure that they don't feel neglected. Yeah. You should not be doing anything that creates a doubt in your partner's mind. Mm-hmm. For, yeah. for whatever you're saying, whatever your actions are. I mean, we just talked last week about the your actions on social media. Mm-hmm. If you're doing things that cause concern for your partner, once again, that's on you. Yeah. Stop doing it. Absolutely. I know. Wow. Yeah. That's... The first thing I thought was you just must not love me if you don't think I'm cheating on you. <laughs> isn't that dumb that's so dumb oh my god yeah like who even really i can't believe that there's that many people that are that dumb to even like that shit i i think the thing with that that quote that i think you if you just changed a couple of things it would make sense to me it's would be something along the lines of I don't trust other people around you because I know they see in you what I see in you. Uh-huh. Yeah. I get that. Mm-hmm. But not that I'm going to immediately assume you're cheating. <laughs> if you're not exhibiting cheater behaviors. They I'm act not... like that's like a good, like, it's a good relationship. Yeah, well, that, and that's feel, it. Yeah. That's the thing with all these dumbass posts of the week. They think that their stupid ass stance actually shows how great of a relationship I mean, it's the same thing with people like oh we shit with the door open that means we're so secure we have such a great relationship if you can't shit in front of your partner you must not really love them yeah okay it's like no that has nothing to do with that uh-uh. at all i like to put my wiener in there and i don't want to know about that <laughs> so-, <laughs> so i think th- but, but but that that little tweak or change to it I would have at least gotten that. Yeah. Like, well, it's like, look, you can't go out like that. It's not. I know you're not going to do anything wrong, uh-huh. but everybody else is going to be checking you out. Yeah, I don't trust those fuckers. I know, I know. That's really all it is. It's that simple. But but to be like, but to to be like, oh, my partner really loves me because they're always going through my phone. They're always checking my emails because they just think I'm cheating on them. <laughs> we have such a strong love. <laughs> That's so dumb. That's the dumbest thing ever. That's so stupid. I can't even think of like a relatable analogy. That is the analogy. Uh That's so stupid. Yeah, it is. It is very stupid. So yeah, um, we last week we covered one through seven for all of the fifteen different reasons why you're still single, and so this week we want to go, you know, finish it off and do eight through fifteen. And so the first one that we are going to talk about is you are too immature. Mm-hmm. It's I think it's it's weird because we didn't know we were going to split the episode when we no. wrote everything out. No. So as a quick recap, mm-hmm. the last two we covered were your single friends are keeping you single, or your bad, bad friends, friends are, are keeping, keeping you single, single. and mm-hmm. you're still doing single people crap. Uh-huh. All that ties into, and even before that, you make bad decisions. Mm-hmm. All of that ties into this. Yes. You're too immature. And, and immaturity shows its face in men and women a little differently. Mm-hmm. Women's immaturity is really the the lack of grasping what the responsibility of her role in the partnership 
should look like. Mm -hmm. It's not doing single shit. It's not acting single shit. They just don't have the capacity to to fully understand or um, appreciate, once again, what their role and expectation of the role should be in the partnership. Mm -hmm. And they refuse to. They don't want to see it. They refuse to. Well... I'm not, they, they make excuses. Well, I'm not, if you trust me, I'm not doing anything wrong. And, you know, the, what, what's the big deal? If I'm just going out mm-hmm. here and that, and they don't want to hear the counter argument, they don't want to, oh, why'd you share that half-naked bikini pic on Instagram? Well, because I felt cute. So you couldn't just take the picture and keep it when you wanted to look at how cute you looked, look at it? No, you, you didn't feel cute. You wanted everybody else to tell you that you looked cute. Mm-hmm. So there's a big exactly. difference. Yeah. You know, there's a big difference between... You know, doing your own little boudoir shoot and sending that exclusively to your significant other Mm -hmm. versus sharing it on social media and being like, took a boudoir shoot from a man. Mm -hmm. Well, it's not for your man. If you're sharing it, it's not for your man. It's for everybody. Yeah, I know. Well, and and like even like because we, you know, people could be like, well, you guys do boudoir shoot stuff together. together. We do it together for you guys to look at this eye candy. (laughs) shit (laughs) oh my gosh but we do it together and that's the thing it's it's not you know for one of us to get attention from other people out there whatever i mean it's because we are we have a podcast we have a podcast that is about relationships and about keeping a a sexually active wonderful beautiful relationship Mm -hmm. yeah and feeling sexy and looking sexy together is part of it yes and so that's what that is yes now i i I would i know this is i don't know if i even agree with what i'm about to say but i get it (laughs) if you send your man pictures of your boot or shoot and he shares like a picture Uh once again he should clear this through you yeah he should not be like i'll try to just you know use editor and blur out her nips in this and put it out there but if there's a a good picture with of a you know class if where he's like my gosh you look so great i just want everybody else to see what i see mm-hmm. i think there's a tasteful way of doing that and that may be even up for debate but it, it's it's not up to you to share your own boudoir shoot to say you send it to your partner mm-hmm. it's up to your partner to be like yeah my wife my girl took this boudoir shoot I, I ain't gonna share all of it because that's for me. But here's a little taste. Look how I, I mean, beautiful you've she done is. that. I, I've done, done that, that to a point, but it's never been overly revealing. No, never. Uh, the the no. mistake I made was I hashtagged hot wife because oh, I, I thought you're a hot wife. I didn't realize that hot <laughs> wife meant swingers. I know. Um, and one of my probably it's not even on my Instagram. I took it down. I think I did, but it was. The only thing I shared that was not a video that got that much traction, just a picture. Really? Yeah, and you weren't even naked in it. No. And uh-uh. it was, I mean, it wasn't even like you were naked trying to appear like you weren't naked. You were in an outfit. Uh-huh. But I put hashtag hot wife and the freaking swingers showed up with the pineapples on that one. <laughs> I, I was know. like, geez, I'm like, man, everybody's loving this pic. And then I'm like, I got all these new followers that were like, you know. Uh, open marriage and you know at share your wife at, and I was like what the hell's going on and I had to like do some <laughs> I research know. I was just ignorant I did not realize that hot wife <laughs> meant I know well, who would know that though who would really I mean Swingers? really though yeah 
But like a normal, regular couple, they wouldn't like a, a happily married man that just thinks his wife is beautiful, like <laughs> or hot. Why would he think that that's a swingers yeah. thing? I don't know. That's weird. Like swingers, get your own shit. Yeah. Like you know, like come on. I know. It is. It was weird. But anyway. Yeah. So, so I, I think that it, it's 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 up to your partner to be like, uh, once again, get your, getting your permission, but sharing that. Mm-hmm. I, I, like, I would never, you know, I've, I've got pictures you've sent me of stuff you've done that I would never just be like, check out my wife. Mm-hmm. Like, and I guess, I guess you would kind of have to look like, what's the motive? Mm-hmm. Like, I guess from like a guy's perspective, it's, it's like. It is almost flattering. It, it, it's a virtual high five of, yeah, you did good, bro. Mm-hmm. I don't know how sexist that is or not. Yeah. I know. But it, but I think that at the same time, it feels it feels nice, though. Mm-hmm. Like, but I don't need their... I know, you don't... I don't you need, like, know. their validation. You already know, like, that... Yeah. I guess, if I'm being honest, I just did it to see how many likes I could get. <laughs> I got a shit ton of likes. It was like a rhetorical question, though. Uh-huh. Isn't my wife hot? Well, I already know she's hot. I don't need to. I don't need you to tell me she's hot. But if if you know, one hundred and seventy five thousand of you are going to tell me, at least we're on the same page. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I know. But yeah, I, I don't know. I think that. Uh, I guess like that we kind of went off topic a little bit, but. But like, what was the immature? What, oh, you're immature. immature. <laughs> you're you're immature. You you post stuff <clears throat> that the and like you like you were saying about girls how how women are usually, um, you know they 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 seek that kind of attention and stuff mm-hmm. that girls are different than guys, and the. You, I don't think you really covered what what guys do. Yeah, I mean, I mean, guys, guys' immaturity when it comes to this type of stuff is really just knowing, you know, how to do the right thing, how to how to say the right thing, how to. Um, I'm trying to think of like a really good example, but guys will tend when guys become selfish and focus on their own needs and wants, it's exclusive of anything sexual. Mm-hmm. It's I don't want to grow up. It literally is I want to be a man child. I'm I'm. It it is a better definition of immaturity. Mm-hmm. I still act like a kid. I still do things that teenagers do. I still don't take things seriously. So it's a different level of immaturity. It's a different example of immaturity. Well, I I will say though I think that I think that girls that women I say girls women do the same thing though. I think that I know that it's like that it is. Like, it, it, the the guy thing seems more childish, uh-huh. maybe, or childlike, but, like, women do the same thing where they act like a teenage girl mm-hmm. or a tween, even, right. you know, where, where they, because, I don't know, I, I think we talked about it a few episodes back about, about how... How they become just like they they it's like they don't grow up or they don't grow out of of not necessarily like even being boy crazy and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. they don't grow out of 
not knowing how to pursue men and maybe a good definition of this would be women don't know how to grow out of seeking attention mm-hmm. and men don't know how to grow out of giving attention mm, yeah that's good because uh-huh. you when I, when I look back at my last marriage and I'm like well I was very immature when I say that I was immature I don't I probably mean it as a bunch of stuff I wasn't doing childlike things I wasn't mm-hmm. like you know building Legos in the living room mm-hmm. um, even I didn't I mean even early I wasn't playing video games I wasn't I didn't start playing video games till years later. I mean there was probably like a decade right even you know but women think that that's immature, though, playing video games, too. Yeah, I'm saying I wasn't even doing that. Yeah. So, but my immaturity was, you know, I would I would, I would, would go to strip clubs. I would go to Hooters. Uh-huh. I would check out girls. If there had been social media at the time, I would have been that young married man that didn't think there was anything wrong with looking at other women on social media and liking and commenting on their photos. Because mm-hmm. I would have been like, well, I'm not, I'm not doing anything wrong. Mm-hmm. So I think that a lot of the immaturity when we talk about this, it really ties into you don't grasp the levity of the relationship. And and women don't know how to turn off seeking attention from other people outside of their partner. And men don't know how to turn off giving attention to other people aside from their partner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I think That's when you have like both that. of those. And both of those immaturities can feed into each other. Mm-hmm. But at some yeah. point in time, one of you is going to decide enough's enough. Uh-huh. And so it's better to just go into it with the understanding, hey, I'm a girl. I'm with you. I no longer need attention from anybody else because you validate everything I need. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have a, par- a partner that you're getting that from, don't be with that partner. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, from the guy's perspective, oh, I'm a guy. I, you know, I have eyes. I look at women as sexual beings. I want to have sex with a woman, you're that woman. I'm no longer looking for that from anybody else. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to get aroused or, or you know, anything from anybody else aside from you. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to engage in any way, shape, or form, however innocently or aggressive it can be. And it's the same thing for the woman. But men look at that like, all I did was look and like at pictures. And the girl's like, all I did was share a picture. Mm-hmm. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, but it's still harmful. I mean, we kind of talked about this a couple episodes ago. About the, uh, what was the topic that we were talking about? I don't remember. It was the one from a couple weeks ago that we shared several clips of. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's that same it's that same type of thing. Like, you... you, The wandering eyes. Yeah, the wandering eyes. Uh Yeah, that's what it was, is... You know, women are, some women are glad to be the reason men have a wandering eye, and mm-hmm. too many men are glad to be the men with the wandering eye. Yeah. Um, so you have to understand when you get in a relationship, that stops. Mm-hmm. And so I think that, that that's what I tie into this with when it comes to why you're single, mm-hmm. is it's not that, yes, could it be that other stuff that the opposites, I don't know what, I don't know what men, well, I, I guess that would be it. I was going to say, I don't know what men would look at women and be like, she's too immature. I think what when a men would say that, it they would typically tie that into her emotions. Mm-hmm. She gets too upset too quickly. She doesn't know how to take, you know, criticism. She doesn't know how to take constructive criticism. Or she's always running to mommy and daddy every time something happens. Oh, that's true. Very, those are different levels of immaturity that you typically only see from women. Mm-hmm. From men, I get what we covered initially, but also the same thing is, is he does childlike things. Mm-hmm. He still does stupid, goofy crap with his guy friends 
even if it's not malicious, it's his hobbies are childish. Mm-hmm. His interests are childish. Mm-hmm. His if uh, they're not your same interests. Yeah, if they're not your uh-huh. same interests, that's how they childish. appear. It's not uh-huh. a hobby. It's not yeah. a passion. It's a childish thing to fill time. Mm-hmm. And so, once again, that's why compatibility is, is important. That's why I said on the last episode, it's okay to chase your interests. Mm-hmm. If you, I'm trying to think of like a, a, a good a good example. I mean, if you're if your boyfriend is obsessed with, you know, playing billiards, mm-hmm. he likes playing pool. He's just he always has to be playing pool. He's got a pool table at the house. He's got one he practices on. He goes to the bar. He plays pool, and you're like, you're just playing a game. Mm-hmm. He needs to meet a girl who's into pool because mm-hmm. nobody else is going to understand that. Um, so yeah, but I, I tie the immaturity into. You just full. You don't. You don't know how to comprehend or understand what your role in the relationship should be mm-hmm. for all those various reasons. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, I I totally agree. Yeah, that's good. Um, you have only been exposed to bad examples of relationships. This is a huge one, you guys. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, and uh, I would say so many of us, probably ninety. 5% are only exposed to bad relationships. Mm-hmm. I'm, and that's probably, that's probably a, a given a good estimate. Yeah. So that, that's conservative estimate. A conservative <laughs> estimate. Because, yeah, there are so many relationships out there that are not good. And, and, you know, that is including your parents, your grandparents, everybody that you know so many people do not have a good relationship Mm -hmm. and being exposed to so many bad relationships creates you not wanting to either not wanting to have a relationship or creating a bad relationship yourself and making you single well that's why people have normalized these awful relationships Mm -hmm. you think it's normal because that's the same type of relationship your shitty grandparents had. That's the same same type of relationship you grew up in your home with your stupid parents. You were used to watching and witnessing couples fight all the time, argue all the time, the guy coming home late, the girl having her own life. You you were exposed to just awful examples and you're like, "Well, my parents did this and they worked." Mm-hmm. No one I mean and, and you don't want to admit that they only stayed together for the kids or because they hit the realization that they both were not a catch and there was point there was absolutely pointless in trying to start over. Mhm. Um and so I think that that that's just it's such a huge key indicator on how someone processes information they're exposed to. Yeah. Um and there's some people that 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 process information, they digest it and then they they look at it and they're like, you know what? That's not good information. Mm-mm. I'm not going to do it that way. And there's others that use that as the the crutch as to why I'm in an awful... You only gave me... I grew up watching my dad backhand my mom. And that's why I'm in an abusive relationship. Oh You're telling gosh. me that there was no part of your brain in any way, shape, or form that occurred in your entire life that said hey maybe getting hit by my partner is not a good thing i know you know you 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 have now victimized yourself self based on a circumstance you should have had enough fucking common sense to know was not right Mm -hmm. because you can't apply that to anything else well you know i i and and we we allow this i mean remember those old marijuana ads from when we were kids i do it because i saw you do it where that little boy like blames his dad yeah 
I mean, you can't get away with that in the real world. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that is so ridiculous. Like with anything in life, Mm -hmm. I just feel like there are you you choose your own path. Yeah. You choose your own path. You choose how you how you're going to apply whatever you learned from your childhood or anything in life and use it the way that you should use it in a learning type of experience not something that where you're the victim and and that you because you learned something so bad that's the reason why yeah. you did it i mean could you I mean, and and i will say just because she shared it the amount of stuff that my mom has shared with you or with us on how my dad behaved mm-hmm. i don't do any of those things mm and that's what I was exposed to. Mm-hmm. That was my example of a relationship. It, it, maybe everybody's just stupid. Mm-hmm. Maybe people are just that impressionable and you're that dumb and you're that weak-minded that you're going to blame what you were shown. And this is the same people that are like, well, I can't play. The, the video games is why people die because kids play video games and don't realize the difference between fake and real life. Well, no, it's not. It's because they're half-retarded. They're mm-hmm. stupid. <laughs> and that's how I feel about that. Yeah, I know. I know. You know, I yeah. There's, I know the difference between right from wrong. Mm-hmm. I know the difference in how to treat my partner, it, the right way or the wrong way. And mm-hmm. and not one example has she ever given or a story she shared that you could be like, oh my gosh, Seth has done the same thing. He must have got that from his dad. Because mm-hmm. I don't do it. I know. Because I'm not an idiot. Yeah. Because I'm not a, a freaking follow the trail. I'm going to do exactly what you did. I have my own thoughts. I have my own opinions. I'm my own person. I don't have to be molded and shaped into a piece of shit that's going to be an awful husband because that's what I was exposed to. Yeah, I know. Exactly. I know. And too many people are that way. Yeah. That sucks. Like, I don't know. Because you see, you see, like, stories about twin boys or or you know brothers or whatever that are raised in the same type of household and not even like seeing not even like seeing relationships or marriage or anything like that but that they are in a you know an alcoholic household Mm -hmm. or something and one boy it becomes an alcoholic and his whole life is flushed away and then the other same in this raised in the same exact environment Mm -hmm. and he's flourishing and doing amazing and is a multimillionaire you know like it's just the choice that you make well and it's the same thing like even like like taking it like a step darker one of the things you always hear about you know whether it's molestation or abuse or rape is they will always say hurt people hurt people Mm -hmm. no I, I completely, you're telling me, that, and you see this a lot with men who were sexually abused by another man when they were growing up, that they turn out to be the same way. Mm-hmm. How weak and dumb and impressionable, and I, I, I will draw a line in the sand on this, that is not ever an excuse to do that. Mm-mm. You know the difference between right from wrong, and I can't believe that people can can look at a tragic upbringing or a traumatic experience that happened multiple times to them and and remember how it made them feel and be like you know i'm gonna inflict the same pain on somebody else Mm -mm. that's 
so I disagree with that wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. But it, it's the same concepts oh, for sure. with this. Yes. Uh, well, it's all I knew, so that's all I do. Well, you knew when it was happening to you. You may not have known in those moments when you were young and impressionable, but you know now. Mm-hmm. You knew as you grew up. I knew what they did was wrong. Yeah. But I, okay, that's it. Mm-hmm. Lesson learned. You don't go do that to other people. And it's the same way with the examples you were given of being a good parent, being a good father, being a good mother, being a good spouse. You should know. Yeah. The difference between right from wrong. Oh, I know. I know. Absolutely. So. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yes. Oh, my gosh. So, I mean, being only being exposed to all of that stuff Mm -hmm. is not an excuse for you to be a bad partner, to be a bad partner and to 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 like to think that your relationship is going to end up end up that way because it's up to you to. To make sure that it doesn't. Or to self-sabotage your relationships for fear they're going to turn out that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. You're in control of that. Yeah. But any decision you make in that relationship is on you. It's not on your parents or the example that you were or weren't given. Mm-hmm. That's on you. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Uh, so the next one is you had an awful past breakup. Mm-hmm. Everybody has an awful past breakup. Maybe, maybe not everybody, but a lot of people have an awful past breakup. What is what is a good past breakup? Mm-hmm. I don't think there's a, a good past breakup. I'm sure at the moment when you're dealing with it, it fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it feels like the end of the world. And you get through it. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have to blame the awful past breakup to why you can't move on Mm -hmm. and that's what they're doing is they are continually blaming what happened to them in their previous relationship or breakup that they are they're like well i guess i guess i'm just gonna have to be single forever yeah yeah and that's why you are single yeah it is and and i think that that's where they and, and and I get that there can be very, very traumatic experiences from a, a partner that, that, that's abusive, a partner that, that cheats, a partner that neglects. I, I get that. But the bottom line is not everybody's like that. Mm-hmm. And you should know that. You should know. You, you, everybody's exposed to, even kind of going back to the last one, all the bad examples, you begin, there's somebody in your life that is a good example. Yeah. So look to them. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing. If you if you were in that abusive, cheater, off relationship, the, the statement of, oh, well, all men cheat or all women cheat, well, that's not true because you have friends, you have family, you have people near you that aren't going through what you went with so or went through. So you know that that's not true. You know it's not just a matter of time before somebody cheats. Mm-hmm. You know that's not it. And, and once again, you only hear the end of that. You don't hear what led to that. That didn't just happen overnight. Mm-hmm. You know, well, you stopped having sex with your husband four years ago. What did you think was going to happen? Oh, well, you neglected your wife and, and focused on your career for 10 years. What did you think was going to happen? Mm-hmm. So it's not just this all of a sudden you had the rug pulled out from underneath you. There was a 100 warning signs you just chose to ignore. Mm-hmm. That's what you have to focus on and be reflective on is how did this happen? Mm-hmm. Not the ultimate result. Um and so if, if you can somehow compartmentalize the bad experience you had and with the acceptance and understanding that, okay, not everybody's like this, 
but what were indicators that I should have saw that said this was going to happen? Mm -hmm. That's what you look out for. Yeah. You know, and you don't find a partner with that same makeup. The problem that you see, especially in women, is they tend to date the same kind of partner over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. They date the same guy from the same area with the same lack of goals, with the same lack of drive, with the same police record, with the same whatever. It's all negative stuff. Mm -hmm. And they're like, there are no good men. It's like, yes, there are no good men in the area you grew up in because you grew up in a shitty area. Mm -hmm. Get out of the area. I know. Well, you know, I, I think that like... I wouldn't say that, like, we had awful past breakups, like, mm -hmm. with our previous partners, but, like, we had awful partners. <laughs> yeah, we had awful, awful experiences with our yeah, partners. Yeah, yes. And, and I think that, like, if we were to to just continue to think that all partners were going to be like our previous partners, mm -hmm. we would not have found each other we would not be in the relationship the thriving awesome relationship that we're in now if we continue to to think, think that, that way. way yeah exactly mm -hmm. yeah i mean yeah I, I don't know having a an awful breakup like i said it sucks but you move forward mm -hmm. and you can find somebody um, but the other the other thing that the next one that kind of goes hand in hand with this is that you're not over an ex. Mm -hmm. You're not over that. Even if it was that partner that gave you that bad breakup. Well, this is where and I've seen a lot of this on social media over the last few years where <clears throat> people are like, you know, I really appreciate my partner because I brought a lot of a lot of baggage from my last relationship into this and they they ex they accepted my trauma and all this it's like no no you should not be looking for it if you're not over your ex and a lot of times god i got the hiccups a lot of times when people say you're not over your ex they typically mean or take it as you're still in love with your ex uh -huh. we we mean that but we also mean you have not recovered from your ex. Uh -huh. So it, it really does tie into the the awful breakup piece. Uh -huh. Is if you still have this, quote, and I'm saying this with an eye roll, a big eye roll, trauma from your relationship, <laughs> which everybody's definition of trauma now is not what trauma really means. Uh -huh. um, but there, if you still have that baggage that you're carrying around and you're going to ruin somebody else's life because you haven't, Healed, that is, hurt people hurt people. Mm -hmm. You need to heal. Yeah. You need to heal. You need to have a better grasp. You need to have a better understanding. And you need to not enter any new relationship with any baggage. No, at all. I Checked know. baggage only. No carry-ons. <laughs> yeah, right? right? I know. Yeah, yeah, no, I totally <clears throat> agree. I mean... Oh my gosh, like, that is so true. Because, like you said, it does, I think that for for the most part, when you think about that you're not over an ex, you do, most people do think, oh, they're, they're still in love with them. They still have feelings for them, blah, blah, blah. Which, that can be true, too. Mm -hmm. That can, that very well can be true. And you probably romanticize your, your old relationship and... 
and what the partner was. And the thing is, is that like every relationship that ends, you are going to play the comparison game. Like no matter who you are, Mm -hmm. you are going to compare your new relationship to what the previous relationship was or did or whatever. And that, you know, it could be good or bad. And I think that like when, but like you, like you said, it can also mean that you are, you're carrying that baggage and the bitterness of the previous relationship. And I think that I, cause I think that a lot of, I think both people, both men and women do this a lot, like with the, cause I, I don't know. I'm trying to think like if, if men are, if more men are more like still in love with the woman, but I think that it's equal. Like some men are very, very bitter about it. I mean, I know that from, from my personal experience, I felt like my trust had been i don't i don't know if i'd say like my trust had been betrayed because my 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 biggest my biggest issue in my last relationship was this like i've said before i felt very duped i felt like we had things in common that she was nice that she was fun that we got along mm-hmm. and then i find out you know a year down the road that's not the case mm-hmm. after it was too late and so even though that that happened in the initial phase of my marriage, I carried that with me for the rest of the 12 year relationship I had and it carried over into ours. It didn't negatively impact us to where I didn't trust you or I didn't get close to you or anything like that. It was just, I was a little on guard Yeah. for that because Mm -hmm. I, I just kept waiting for the other shoe to drop that there's no way this is as good as I think it is. Mm -hmm. And now, that doesn't mean that I wasn't ready to move on. That doesn't mean that I would carry this over to where it was an issue because we didn't fight about it. I didn't confront you about it. It wasn't a point of contention. It wasn't anything that created any drama in our relationship at all. It was just something in the back of your head. It was just something I internalized. Uh-huh. Um, so take that for what it's worth. But I do see people continually go back to that well of what they went through as justification for their irrational behaviors Mm -hmm. like well i i showed up you know at your work and keyed your car because my last boyfriend did this and and i thought that's what you did and it's like okay well nothing happened (laughs) yeah weirdo okay literally that's my my boy named terry saying can't wait to hang out this weekend because he's going to the game with us. Not Terry, some girl <laughs> that I'm seeing on the side that you freaked out about. Oh you didn't ask gosh. me, you didn't commit, you overreacted. So that's the thing. Now, I, I, I don't want to get too hung up on people not recovering, people bringing baggage, because there is a part of this is you're still not over the attraction you had with your ex. Mm-hmm. Um, we've known, We've known, and this is one thing that you typically see with women who – had a great sexual partner in their last relationship, mm-hmm. and now their new one is not. They're better at everything else except the sex. Mm-hmm. We've seen and that a lot. That they can't seem to get past that, mm-hmm. um, and that's where, unfortunately, you don't know who's better in the sack until you hop in the sack with them. Mm-hmm. So it's not something you you can't really dictate. You can't even guess on that until that moment occurs. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so typically, you, you know, a woman will be attracted to a guy based on what he brings to the table. They have conversation. They do this. Oh, he's sweet. He's nice. He's a good listener. We have a lot in common. And then they go to bed together. And it's like, ugh, <laughs> this was awful. Yeah, I know. And then they feel shallow by being like, I don't want to pursue this relationship because the sex is bad. Mm-hmm. Well, then they convince themselves, well, but everything else is in place. I'll be okay sacrificing good sex for this. And then ultimately, <laughs> all of these relationships end in a divorce yeah. because you cannot carry that path. And men do not understand this because men's sexual experience with a partner is so limited to just putting their dick in a hole. They don't understand what it's like definitively for a woman to bring good sex to the table. Because they think having sex with any woman's good, good sex. Yeah. And women actually have the ability to say, no, this worked, this didn't. This felt good, this didn't. Mm-hmm. I, this one brought me to orgasm, this didn't. So women's sexual compatibility is much more complex for a guy to fit into and bring that to the table. And like I said, you don't know mm-hmm. until you have sex with the person. Mm-hmm. until you're sexually active with them, mm-hmm. that they're bringing what you need to the table. Yeah. And so uh, so we see that a lot, and that that's where you see women really get hung up on this. Yeah, hung up on that my ex was way better mm-hmm. in the sack than, than this person, mm-hmm. the, the person that I'm currently with. Right. Yeah, or anybody. I mean, well, and it's like, well, then... It was so good. Why did you guys break up? But again, like it was, what is what is more important to you? It, well, and then they they start to disassociate. Like they think that they have to choose, and mm-hmm. it's like no, you just need to keep looking. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you need to find you need to find that partner that that is the the, the best of both the, worlds. That the, their their package is the whole package. Yeah, that you're getting all of that. That, yeah. that and and you know you don't want to promote promiscuity mm-hmm. but I know. does it take a little bit of of playing the field and, and i think that part of it is you have to understand and i i think women would be, would be a much better talking point on this than than a guy but i think women need to look at why was it so good why because it's not for women it's not necessarily um you know just you know, dick size or just penetration or mm-hmm. just the mm-hmm. act of doing it. There's more to it. It's it's the confidence of the sex. It's the taking control of the sex. It's the intensity of the sex. It's the intensity of the foreplay. It, it's because when you say that to guys and you're like, well, she she's not over this other guy. A guy is immediately like, well, what? Was she dating some dude with like an 18-inch dick? Cause, and that's where they just go. And it's like, I no, know. that that has nothing to do with it. His dick may have actually been smaller than yours, but he did everything else better. Mm-hmm. And, and then when you say that, even guys are like, well, what, was he really good at eating pussy? And it's like, no, not even that. Yeah, it's, you know. It's so much. It's how he made her feel. Mm-hmm. It's how he connected with her. It's how he touched her. It's how he handled the situation. It's how he took control. It's how he, long he lasted. It's 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 more than just that. So men are very just, they've got like blinders on. So mm-hmm. it's really hard for them to understand what that is. And that's, once again, it goes back to what we've said before when, when uh, 
when a woman cheats on a man and she tells him, the first thing he asks about is the sex. Mm-hmm. And the first thing the woman asks about is the Do love. love. Yeah. Uh-huh. And because, and that that's where I, I would encourage women to focus on. Because if that's where you know women's brains go, if they, you know, if they find out if a husband's like, yeah, I cheated on you, like, well, do you love her? The guy's like, no. She's like, okay. That tells you right there what's so important to the woman when it comes to the sex. Mm-hmm. The, the love and the connection is as important as the act of sex mm-hmm. and, and the trust in the sex. I mean, and that's where, you know, we, we I don't know if we've really... I don't want to share intimate details about it, but I know we've shared a little bit. I mean, the stuff that we've we've done sexually that, you know, either you've never done with anybody else or I've never done with anybody else is really circulates around trust mm-hmm. and comfortability. It we are very comfortable with each other when it comes to sex. Mm-hmm. And it's it's something very neat unique to both of us that the way we feel about sex with each other we've never felt that with anybody Anybody. else yeah and so i think that changes for each person Mm -hmm. but that's what you're really looking for Mm -hmm. what is it what is it that why were you so connected to it because it's not just the act of sex there was more beyond that Mm -hmm. um and i think that is things that you can identify without spreading your legs for 20 different guys to find the next right fit (laughs) i know yeah. You know, uh-huh. how are you wanting this person sexually? Mm-hmm. Women's sexual attraction to men is very different than a man's sexual attraction to a woman. Mm-hmm. And and people don't want to, people don't understand that. Well, women don't even want to admit that to themselves. Mm-hmm. The, that, the, the, the sexual attraction piece is important because they think that it is shallow. Mm-hmm. And they think like, why would I ever, why would that ever be a... A deciding factor for me <clears throat> that I am sexually attracted to somebody. Yeah. Uh, because I love them should be enough yeah. or whatever, you know? And it is very important. Very, very important. And, like, again, having a partner that you that you're not over because of sexual attractiveness mm-hmm. or sexual compatibility mm-hmm. more importantly probably yeah. yeah um that's a big that's a big deal mm-hmm. and i don't know like you said you can find both though but like you can find somebody that you are emotionally and very compatible with on that level but you can also find that same person can be the one that you are sexually compatible with as and, well. And and far too often, women have just gotten an example of either or. Mm-hmm. Well, I found yes. a guy, we didn't yes. connect on shit, but it, we had really good sex. Mm-hmm. And then I found this guy, we connect on all this shit, but we have awful sex. And so they think that it's either or. And it's like, no, 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 you've just been exposed to either or. Mm-hmm. It's out there. Yeah. Yeah. And and yes, you should re- you should initially rely on the connection, the compatibility, and everything before you start spreading your legs for everybody. But once you you should be able to fine tune and evaluate your your own situation to look for you know these factors you know are leaning into this. You know, I I feel safe around him. I feel comfortable with around him. I trust him. I I'm thinking even before you've had sex, I'm thinking about him 
sexually. I, I, I mean, you you had a dream about us like kissing or something, mm-hmm. and I mean, before we even saw each other. Yeah, before you, you were even a thought yeah. in my mind. Yeah. And so you know, I think that those are those are things like like that. If you find that your your mind and your thoughts and your presence is drifting off thinking about someone else and X specifically in this scenario. Mm-hmm you're this may not be the person for you mm-hmm. that you're with you know so yeah. it, that that's a tough one to kind of address because it is it is very unique to each person i know on on because i think it's really hard for even someone to be like well why was i so connected to this person mm-hmm. i know and i mean maybe like those are the things like if you do find yourself in that situation where you're not over that ex maybe like writing <clears throat> down the pros and cons mm-hmm. of that relationship and and trying to figure out you know well what was it that i i really loved about that person what was it that why did we break up you know and, and i think that people probably get too caught up on that piece mm-hmm. why we broke up but um but like <clears throat> what was wrong with them too yeah and not not necessarily why we broke up, but what was wrong with the relationship? What was wrong with that partner? And what can be better and what can I get better than mm-hmm. that person? Because right. it's out there. It mm-hmm. can be found. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Uh, so the next one is your dating track record. This, <sighs> oh my gosh. Yeah, like your dating track record says a lot about you yes and you're again like your maturity as Mm -hmm. a person and well i i think that this is something i'm trying to figure out even how to start with this because i think that i would initially say this i'm talking to the women but i'm actually talking to them on, on on both sides of this because i think that Men care more about men care more about what a woman's dating track record was than a woman did. Right. I think women should care more. Mm-hmm. I think women should look at the type of other women that their prospective partner dated, hooked up with, slept with, were interested in, are attracted to. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you if you have a guy that you're with that is, you know, his his he's a his favorite actress he's obsessed with is uh i'll use scarlett johansson Mm -hmm. scarlett johansson obsessed with scarlett johansson and you look like not scarlett johansson Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know but but i i think that women need to care more about where where their male partners have been Mm -hmm. now i know that there's this especially now there's this whole current argument about well, biologically this and biologically that and and you know women like men for this and whatever you know I, I still kind of feel a lot of it what's good for the goose is good for the gander if the men are going to care about the woman's track record it's fully fine for the woman to care about now whether you choose to care about it or not that's on you mm-hmm. but men do care and men look at it's the same as how, you know, I hire people, I fire people, I interview people, and the first thing I do is I get their resume. If I see that they've held a shit ton of jobs in the last five years, I ain't hiring you. Mm-hmm. You don't know how to commit. You're all over the place. 
So what would your sexual resume look like? If you're trying to get a job, and then I'll, I'll use kind of a recent example from my professional career. I just I recently hired a, an inside salesperson. I was looking for someone that had customer service experience, someone who had um, sales background, someone who was personable, someone who you know, could carry on a good conversation. I, I looked for all these things. I wasn't looking for, I was looking just for those minimal skill-based type of individuals. Mm-hmm. So when I get a resume from someone who is 24 years old and they have 15 employment places. Oh my gosh. <laughs> from the time they were 16 to 25. Mm-hmm. I'm not hiring you. Same thing for women. If you had to submit your resume of the amount of men that you've slept with in the last 10 years, would a guy be like, you know what, I'll bring you onto my team? Or would he be like, ugh, you've had way too many points of employment over the last 10 years. That we're That's true. You. That's very true. And I think that like when you're younger... I think that like, I think that young people. I mean, and I'm I'm speaking as like employee type thing. Um, they they think well, I have all of this experience with mm-hmm. all of these different jobs. That is so funny you say that mm-hmm. because I'm seeing a lot of women now, where they ask the guy like a guy will be like, we don't want a girl that's up with a lot of dudes, and she's like. That exact point. Mm-hmm. Why would you want a girl that doesn't have experience? Don't you want her to please you? And the guy's like, no, I will teach her mm-hmm. how to please yeah. me. Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't want her trial and error in that shit. I, do, I don't need a girl that sucked a hundred dicks to give me the best blowjob. I'm going to show her. Or I'm going to not show her. I'm going to explain <laughs> to her how to give me the best blowjob. Uh-huh. She doesn't need to have a hundred different dicks in her mouth to give the best blowjob. Yeah. And, and and so so women look at it that mm-hmm. way. Like, well, doesn't a guy, why would a guy want a virgin with no experience? Well, the guy can try. And it's funny because, like, that was when I was looking for the position. I was like, I'm not looking for someone who's been doing sales for 50 years. I want someone who just has the basic skill set that is nice, can talk. Can do, it, it's funny because. <laughs> it's kind of the same it's thing. It's the same thing. <laughs> I wasn't looking for a lot of experience. Yeah. I wanted someone that had the qualities I looked was looking for in that position. Uh-huh. Not experience Mm -hmm. and that's that's how it is for men when they look look at Mm -hmm. a woman now also the experience has to be quantitative and you you brought it up like a lot of these young girls and things like that same thing if if i see you as an employer if i see you that you know you're track i'm hiring i'm trying to hire somebody young you started working when you were 16 years old you worked at McDonald's, then you worked at Burger King, and then you worked at Wendy's, and then you made the leap into corporate America. Wendy's, Burger King, and McDonald's have nothing to do with what I'm looking for. I'll give you that out because you were young. Who else is going to hire you? It's the same thing with a girl's sexual experience. You had the one or two high school boyfriends that, because that's what high school girls mm-hmm. do. That's high school. If you continue to date and sleep with and hook up and get impregnated by those same type of fucking idiots that you dealt with in high school, that's where your track record becomes tarnished. Mm -hmm. It's not that you worked at McDonald's when you were 16 years old. It's that you were still working at McDonald's when you were 26 years old. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And and that's, that's the rub when it comes to the sexual experience. You're allowed to have, you know, lost your virginity to some idiot in high school, you were allowed to, you know, to hook up with, you know, the 
the popular kid that ended up not being shit in high school because you were young, you were impressionable, and you were stupid. But if you're still sleeping with dudes in your mid to late 20s and 30s based on the kinds of fucking cars they drive and the shoes they have, oh my gosh. you are not getting hired by this employer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, And that's uh-huh. the problem with women. I know. I know. Well, I, I, and I, I know. Because I, the, qual- the quality... This is more, this is more women... The quality of their their sexual resume and their track history is awful. Mm-hmm. You, you, a guy should know. Well, well, what kind of guys have you dated? Oh, you've dated nothing but but player, baller, cheater guys. I don't want anything to do with you mm-hmm. because what that tells me is you went out there and spread your legs and had fun with a bunch of bad boys, and now that they've all fucked you and fucked you over, you're ready to settle down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, most men, and obviously, this isn't what happened to me, but. Most men, self-respecting men, would be like, no, mm-hmm. get out of here. Go go try that with somebody else. And that's where, the, unfortunately, the girl finds herself in a vicious cycle if that's all she can get now mm-hmm. because that's all that wants you. You're not attractive and you're not desirable to people outside of the group of guys that are going to continue to use you and pass you around. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah, I know. And I think that's a good example of, or a good anal- another good analogy is the resume thing mm-hmm. because like i think that like i don't know as you get older you should realize that that having multiple jobs and stuff mm-hmm. is not ideal mm-hmm. for an employer to look at and or at least like if you did have multiple jobs like put on your resume the jobs that are that are relevant to mm-hmm. the job that you're applying for. Yeah. Not, you know, <clears throat> you, like you could have that experience and, or whatever. But like, I think that like, even, cause I think that even a woman can, can see that the, okay, I guess you're right. Like I wouldn't want to hire somebody that had 15 different jobs during a two year time span mm-hmm. or whatever. And, I think that when you put it that way, it's like, oh, okay, like a light bulb goes off and mm-hmm. you're like, I I guess I understand that. So apply that to relationships. Well, and, and here's where it even gets more detrimental and, and probably bad news for women is if you had kids with these shitty guys or in that frame, that's the same as saying, I'm looking for a new job, however... I'm still working part-time at this place. Oh, gosh. It's like, no, no, no. You need to commit to this job. Mm -hmm. This job can be all hours of the night. It may be weekends. It's like, well, no, no, no. I still have to work. I still have to work at McDonald's on the weekends. They're not going to hire you. Okay. Well, have fun. Mm -hmm. Go fight somewhere else. And and preferably, going back to the analogy, what what a guy wants to see, or or what's what's not disqualifying for a woman, is, is that same type of analogy of, you become 16, you, you hit you know your later teenage years, you work at McDonald's through the rest of high school, and then you realize that was high school, and then you've, you've got educated or whatever, and now you've, you've started to develop a career path based on that. You don't really want to see the girl that, that worked at McDonald's, Burger King, Wendy's, you know, Jack in the Box. She made her rounds to all the shitty fast food places in from 16 to 18 because that's where her friends were working. Mm-hmm. You know, and same thing with their sexual history. You don't want to have slept with all these fast food dudes 
all through high school and still be like, well, it was just high school. Mm-hmm. You know, you should have been at least you, your resume, your sexual track record, your sexual resume, whatever it is, should at least show that even if you've been in a few relationships, they were long term. Mm-hmm. Yes, I know. It's I like, totally, oh, I worked at McDonald's totally from the time I was 16 till I was 22. Yeah. Like, okay, well, you knew how to commit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was McDonald's, but you were there for six years. Yeah. That's a that's a good that's a good testimony. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, that's not bad. Yeah, I agree. Whereas you, you, you yeah. worked from, you know, I worked when I turned 16, I worked at McDonald's. Two months later, I worked at Burger King. Three months after that, I was working at Wendy's. That only lasted like three weeks. Then I was working at Jack in the Box. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, well, you have no idea how to commit. <laughs> and you're working at the same type of fucking place and not learning your lesson. I know. What I really yes, want to see is so you true. worked at McDonald's for a few years. <laughs> and now you're working. You take whatever you learned from that and now apply it to a much bigger step. Uh-huh. I worked at McDonald's for six years. I learned how to deal with customers. I learned how to deal with employees. I learned how to have conversations. I learned how to show up on work. I won employee of the month, you know, you know, at least once a year, every year that I work there. Um, I, I'm bringing a lot of integrity and discipline to this. <laughs> and because of all that, oh, now I'm working the front desk at a hotel operation. Mm-hmm. Totally different career, a little more prestigious, a bigger step in the right direction. You can actually see somebody with a future at that location doing that, and they're going to tr- transform that into a career. Yeah. Same thing how you want to apply to your sexual history yeah, and in your track record who you dated. Because men, men will look at you and the types of person people you dated say a lot about you. If you dated a loser, if you dated you know, um, a player, if you dated you know, a lower caliber person that that can speak volumes, especially if your track record is habitually dating that kind of person. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's a turnoff for men. They're like, oh, you don't know how to pick apart. It ties into what we said in the last episode with your decision making. Mm-hmm. You make awful decisions mm-hmm. and your track record is a direct reflection of your inability to make a good decision, especially when it comes to picking a partner. Yeah. I know. And so that either means I'm a bad partner and I don't even know it yet, or <laughs> I can't even trust that you're going to realize this is a good situation because it seems like you're attracted to bad situations. Oh, I know. And I don't want to deal with yeah, that. Yeah. And I'm uh, not going to deal with that either. I know. Well, it's funny because it seems, it does feel like women are are definitely more haunted by their past mm-hmm. uh, dating track records but I also have to blame women for not, uh, like, not giving men the same type of, I don't know, uh, treatment or whatever the, that men give them mm-hmm. for dating <clears throat> bad partners. Because mm-hmm. women are just like, whatever, like, she was a hoe or, or whatever, like, he's... He's with me now, mm-hmm. you know, and like, yeah, but you do realize he had a a kid with her. Right. And he cheated on her with you mm-hmm. and, you know, and well, but, and women are like, well, but, but he's with me. Yeah, so. that's me. He chose me. Yeah. For now. Yeah, exactly. And, and so like, I think. You that, don't mean more to him than his daughter with the other girl or the next girl he's going to hook up with. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So women really fall heavily into this category because they 
Well, because it, men don't put up with that shit. Th- and th- yes, I- exactly. And that's that's it. You will see you will see a woman with a man who she's like, "Yeah, I'm six of eight of his baby mamas." You will never see that the other way around. Mm-mm. You know, you you won't see a guy that's like, "I'm the eighth of her baby daddies." <laughs> I know that's so true. That is so true. Yeah, you know, because mm-hmm. men don't play that shit. Mm-mm. Sometimes women can be pretty dumb, and, and it's it's all up to them mm-hmm. to stop it. Yeah, exactly. you choose who you sleep with. Yes. women control who they have sex with. Yes. Men control who they marry. Mm-hmm. Just get on the same fucking page. Yeah, but sleeping with dudes you wouldn't marry. I know. That's all you got to do. Yeah, that's yes. That's so good. So the next one is, you're dying alone on the hill of independence. I think this, this one is more so for women, women too. Yeah. You know, when we initially talked about this, this was we were kind of talking about like you bought the lie of independence. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've hit on this in in various episodes <clears throat> on how men do not want a quote unquote independent woman. Mm-mm. Good men do not want a quote independent woman. Now, mm-hmm. men that that do, this is the kind of guy that's, you know, hugging you from behind while you pull money out of the ATM or while you oh, pay gosh. pay for your fucking food at McDonald's when you go on a date. I mean, this is a guy that is not independent. Mm-hmm. Um, and he relies on you to support him. He's dependent on you. Mm-hmm. Um, now, men, being an independent woman is not anything of value that you bring to the table in the eyes of a man. Mm-mm. And and what we're seeing nowadays is men are trying to be more vocal about this, of mm-hmm. saying, well, we don't like this, we don't want this, and women are kind of, some women are choosing to dig in harder and harder. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't need a man to do this. I don't, And I think that's great. I think it is great that you could be self-sufficient if you need it. The, the problem that that brings is when this becomes this, this massive part of your entire persona, it's a huge turnoff. Mm-hmm. It's not that it's a disqualifying factor. It's not that a guy says, oh, man, well, she's got her own career and her own house and her own car. I'm not interested. That's mm-hmm. not what drives them off. It's because it becomes your mantra. When a woman, and once again, because men don't say this. Men aren't like, oh, I'm I'm an independent man. Mm-hmm. And, and women brag about being independent. All they're doing is describing a generic man. Mm. Uh, well, I've got my own job. I've got my own money. I don't ask my parents for shit. I don't need a partner to pay my bills. Okay, you just described 97% of men. Mm-hmm. Not attracted, not attractive to men. Men don't care. And it's not that men want weak little creatures that can't care for themselves, so they're dependent on them. It's just most of the time, women who choose to make independence as their motto, their slogan, their mantra, have masculine qualities that men are not attracted to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's not just that they're independent. It's 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 more than that. Um, and I think that this is something that you see women say after they've made bad decisions, after most of the stuff we've talked about. Oh, yeah. They do all of that crap. Mm-hmm. They don't bring mm-hmm. shit to the table. They make bad decisions. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to hang out in the right social. So this is your girl that, you know, doesn't look that great. She probably maybe looked great 30 years ago. 
Um, she's a little worn and tired now. She's, she's bitter. She's bitter. She's divorced. She's yeah. single. She, you know, she's all this other stuff. And now it hits the point where nothing else has worked. And then she's like, she stakes her claim in that she's an independent woman and doesn't need a man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. And men are hap- happy to oblige that. Fine. <laughs> oh you don't need a man, be a man. And that's why we say you're going to die. You're willing to die on this hill alone. Mm-hmm. That you're an independent woman. Mm-hmm. Have fun. I know. Be independent. Stay the fuck out of the dating pool. I know. And I think that it's funny because like, I don't know, it, it seems to with society now and the way that things are <clears throat> in this world today, that being, uh, I don't know, <laughs> I guess being dependent on as a woman on a man is a bad thing mm-hmm. and to those type of women not to everybody else i know and it's not yeah it's not i mean me coming from i mean i i was i worked since i was 16 years old mm-hmm. and to to come out of that and you know move to oklahoma and realize that i could we could have a a great life with me not working, mm-hmm. not being a mom, not just me being a dog mom and just being a wife mm-hmm. to my husband. And I'm here to tell you it's a fucking good life. Yeah. It is freaking amazing. Like I I don't have to be this independent woman. Like I think that initially I, I struggled because it was like, what am I, what am, where, where's my identity mm-hmm. now? You know, what am I, what am I going to do? It's, it's weird. It is weird. But like, I'm definitely not one of those women that is, is like, I don't need a man mm-hmm. type person because my man takes care of me. Right. And I love that. I love that my man provides for me and and does everything and spoils me and does everything that he can to keep me happy mm-hmm. and to to run this household alongside with me. I mean, we both do. We both run it. But it's like, I don't know why women are so like caught up in having to be this independent woman when being a dependent woman is freaking way better. <laughs> yeah. I, and I, and I, I don't, I don't really know what, but I think you kind of hit, I think it is there, there is this identity where e- even the most independent woman is still very dependent on everybody else to make her independent. Mm-hmm. So even if you are a, own your own business and you're an entrepreneur, you are completely dependent on your patrons. Mm-hmm. To have the life you have. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how that's better than only being, if you, I don't like using the word dependent, but mm-hmm. if that's what you're going to say, only being dependent on one person. Mm-hmm. How is being, you know, a slave to however many clients or customers you have better than only one partner that you're dependent on? Mm-hmm. I know. You know, or you have yeah. a job, say you're not even an entrepreneur. You're like, I'm an independent woman. Well, you still work for a man. Uh-huh. You're still getting a check from a man. You're still getting 
you know, benefits from a man. How independent are you really? Mm -hmm. What you're basically saying is no man wants me and I don't, I'm just now deciding instead of being like a female version of an incel, I'm just going to say, I don't need a man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and you can die on the hill alone. It's better to have a man and not need him than need a man and not have him. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, so I think it's it's just, to me, it's just a very, very dumb argument. And mm-hmm. and I think that women that say that, you have completely removed a substantial amount of good men from oh, your dating pool yes. by making that claim. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because guys worthwhile, guys that are making six plus figures, guys that have their shit together, guys that have drive, guys that have ambition, guys that are talented, guys that are attractive are not going to fuck around with you mm-hmm. because you're a headache. Yeah. You're a fucking headache. That is the damn truth. And ladies, men would swap this in a minute. If if you told a, almost any man, hey, you don't have to go to work anymore. All I want from you is make sure the house is taken care of and keep your dick hard. Mm-hmm. That's it. <laughs> Guys would be like, well, okay. what do I get out of that? Well, you yeah. get everything. Yeah. You, you, can, you can spend your time however you want. You can... You know, you only have to do those two things. Guys would be like, wait, are you serious? Is this a trick? Is this real? Mm-hmm. It's like, yes, that is real. Mm-hmm. Men would step away from the corporate world in a heartbeat. Yeah. That was the place. <laughs> I know. So. Yeah, I know. I mean, I don't know. I think that I'm not a, a like, I don't know, anti-woman. Mm-hmm type of person but i think that i know um but i'm not gonna like i'm not gonna bash you don't judge women based on their career choices at all no but you get judged based on your choice that's true that's very true by women not by men <laughs> yeah, once again so the, the root problem is women I know. it's not the men i know no I know. man looks at your situation as like fuck her that's only women. Mm-hmm. Jealous women. Mm-hmm. Women that don't understand it. Women that can't. That it's not even an opportunity for them. It's not an op- because they've either picked a shitty partner that can't provide for them, or they're so low value, there's never going to meet a guy that could provide for them. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. Yeah. You know? I know. I know. Yeah. And so. Yeah. And then there's other women that are like, I want to do what you're doing. I'm uh-huh. trying to get there. Yeah. That's true, yeah. too. That's very true. And that's true. who you surround yourself with. Yeah. Those uh-huh. type of women. Yeah. <laughs> Not women that are going to hate on you. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, really, though, I mean, get that out of your... I mean, and if you want to die on that hill, die. Mm-hmm. Like, die alone, die unhappy, mm-hmm. and whatever. Like, the rest of us will be happy and... Loving our mans mm-hmm. <laughs> because obviously you had a miserable life. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, the next one is in- the inability to balance a career and partner needs. And this goes for both men and women. Yeah, one. for sure. Big time. Yeah. Yeah. This mm-hmm. is both. Um, yeah. I think, I think some of it does tie into what we just said about the independent. And this is another thing that, that men and we'll tie this into both, but this is one of the reasons men don't want an independent woman because this is very hard to do. It is very, very hard to have both. Mm-hmm. Um, and it 
I think for for men, it for men, it, I think for women, it feels like it's a choice. I can either have a career or I can have a family, but I can't have both. Mm-hmm. Because that's kind of the reality of the situation for women. And I don't really know why that seems to be the way it is, but but it is. Mm-hmm. Men, it's just the way it is. You just balance work and life. That's all it is. There's no, there's really no pressure expectation on men to be like, you need to be a good worker and a good husband. It's mm-hmm. just you are or you're not. And most of the time, most men are. Mm-hmm. There's a handful that aren't, and they kind of end up getting the spotlight. But for the most part, most men are a good provider from an employment perspective as well as a good parent and household giver. For some reason, it just seems stereotypically women have a harder time balancing those. Yeah. There's tends to be a level of... I don't know if I would agree with that. I just, I'm saying stereotypically. I'm not saying that it's like that across the board because I can think of examples of of men that really suck at it. Uh But I think that per capita, Mm -hmm. women that are career-oriented have a much lower chance of being a good spouse. No, I know that. No, I know. No, I was thinking like the men part though. The men specifically that like that they are a good dad and a good you know a provider or whatever Mm -hmm. because i think that the men will the and it's women's fault is completely a woman's fault for for doing this or making it seem like they can that men can do both and and women can't do both Mm -hmm. because i think that i and you've said it before where men the if if a man does something like like picks their kid up from uh in the pickup line at school like oh my gosh what a good dad he is mm-hmm. you know and they the men have to do the bare minimum to yeah. be a good dad it's easier for a man to look like a good dad than yes. it is and a husband uh-huh. than a woman to look like a good mom uh-huh. b- because that's the expectation yeah. The expectation, and what, yeah. That's why I say that it's all a woman, it's all the women's fault for for giving that, given, giving men that much credit. Yeah, where credit's not due. Yeah, you know, because mm-hmm. they are like, they do go overboard or over and beyond with like, oh, wow, what a good dad he is. Mm-hmm. And they even say it, like, in their in their Facebook or Instagram posts and all this, like, he's such a great dad. And it's like, is he really? Or are you just saying that, one, for social media, and two, to be nice, and or three, to, in the hopes that he's going to say what a great mother you are. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. But, yeah, I think that... I think that men don't necessarily, I don't know, fall into <clears throat> to that. I think that I think that I do agree that women can't, they can't seem to to Find get both. Balance, though. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And, that, and that's my point. I, mm-hmm. I think that that men kind of just typically find the balance naturally, mm-hmm. and, and women have to really work at it. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying that men are fantastic at it. Mm-hmm. There's plenty that aren't. But 
you know, just from, from my experiences and my conversations and things like that, I mean, it, it just seems that the women I've known that have had really great careers have not had really good at-home lives. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. They, the husband feels neglected. They end up getting divorced. They're not a good mother. They're not a good partner. Now, are there women that do it? Yes, I'm not saying that doesn't exist. I am saying that is the minority mm-hmm. in that group, though. A lot of Absolutely. women just have a very hard time doing both. Uh-huh. Um, and husbands are needy. Husbands want attention. Yeah. A husband is like, you know, if, if you ask almost any husband, like, well, I've got a job where I make $100,000 a year. Now, as a woman, I make $100,000 a year, but that means I've got to work long hours. I may have to work weekends. We're only going to have sex maybe once a month, once every month and a half. But I have $100,000. The guy would be like, no, quit your job. <laughs> quit your job. Women, most women wouldn't look at it the same way. Yeah, I know. They'd be like, oh, yeah, take it. <laughs> and it just kind of goes back to what men care about and what women care right. about. Uh-huh. Men yeah. are like, no, no, no. You, you, you're you going to be too tired to have sex with me? Forget it. No, there ain't no amount of money worth that. Mm-hmm. Forget it. But women have different bargaining capabilities. I mean, I there's, that's why there's, that's why there, that's why you see gold, men aren't gold diggers. That's mm-hmm. why you see a woman that's 24 years old married to an 85 year old bag of bones, <laughs> saggy balls, gross dude. Gross. Because she ain't sexually fucking attracted to him. Uh-huh. They don't have shit in common, but the money means that much. You won't ever see that the other way around. You won't see a 24 a year old guy with a 90 year old widow about to kick the grave that he's, you know, eating out and taking care oh, of. My gosh, I know. In hopes for that paycheck, money doesn't mean as much to men uh-uh. as it does some women. I know that's true. Uh huh. Yeah, but I think that like I don't know, uh, balancing the the career and partner mm-hmm. needs. Period. Like it, it, not even you know, uh, kids aside. I think that it is. It's something that you need to show your partner where your priorities are. Mm -hmm. And I think that like, I do think that men do a better job at it than women. If, especially if there's not kids involved and, um, and I don't know, I guess either way. And I I, I do think, I do think it is weird though, because I think in, in women's defense and to kind of put more on the men, a woman who has a career, there is an inherent expectation that she maintains a motherly, wifely attitude. That's true. For a lot of men, it really is being a provider is enough. And that's what goes back to your point. Mm-hmm. Guys that go above and beyond that tend to get all this credit. Mm-hmm. Like, wait, he works a full-time job and he coaches Little League? My gosh. Look at him. I know. What a good dad. Yeah, but women do more than yeah, that. Yeah, and it's like, no, no, no. He's not a good dad. Uh-huh. He's, he, that's still the bare minimum. Uh-huh. That's more than your husband's doing, but your husband's not doing the bare minimum, so it looks like a lot. Yeah. But, you know, taking the kids to school, coaching Little League, providing for your family, going to church on Sundays, taking them trick-or-treating at Halloween, that's what a dad is supposed to fucking do. Yeah. Period. Uh-huh. So if he's not doing those bare minimum things, you're married to a dud. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. Most men don't do all of those. Mm-hmm. Most men do think that, well, I don't know if I say most, a lot of men think that the paycheck is enough. Oh, I know. Yeah. 
Uh-huh. But the men will be the first one if the roles reverse to be like, no, 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 the paycheck's not enough. Actually, the paycheck is the least important thing. Yeah. You know, that you're bringing to the table if the woman was the career oriented person. Uh huh. That's you true. Know? So it, I think men tend to both over evaluate or overvalue their career mm-hmm. versus home life. Mm hmm. Yeah. You know. I know. But whatever. Yeah. I know. I mean, and like if you if you are wanting to I guess it it just still falls to where your priorities are. Mm-hmm. If you're wanting to you know, your career to to be the most important thing in your life, then yeah stay single mm-hmm. and you don't that way you don't have to worry about having anybody to to please or to you know that that you need to uh worry about at all so you can just focus on your career mm-hmm. but that's going to keep you single yeah. you're not gonna uh, somebody's gonna get tired of that oh yeah for sure and they're not gonna want to stick around and they are going to they're going to see where your priorities are and Mm -hmm. it's not going to be on the relationship it's going to be on your career yeah rather than your partner Mm -hmm. and so that's why you are still single yeah uh so we have one more so the last one is you don't have the skill set to be a good partner yep yeah, I mean, I think that that says, <laughs> says it all. And everything that we talked about, mm-hmm. everything that we talked about in both of these episodes, it ultimately boils down to this. It is. I mean, the, you know, the, the, there's basic skills that you have to bring to the table when you're going to be a good partner. So this is really kind of, you know, as as we said last week, and we kind of progressed through this of what's the, what's the attraction level? What are you doing to immediately get your foot in the door? That's why we said the first one was, you know, you, you lack characteristics and and features that people look. So you're just, just disqualified right out the gate. Cause we, we talked about the curb appeal and all that. You're not even getting anybody to schedule a tour of the home Mm -hmm. because you have no curb appeal. Well, we're all the way to, You've you've gotten in a relationship. You've dated. You you've started seeing someone probably exclusively. Why don't they last? And it's because of this. It's because of all that other stuff too. But but it's all as you said bundled into this. You know you don't have the skill set or the common sense. I mean it, it's so funny that that even being married, we feel the need that we have to continually tell married people, start acting like you're married. You oh should gosh. not be doing single type of shit. I know this was one of the pieces on here, but I tie that into this very intentionally because that is a that is a part of it. You don't have the common sense that tells you how a partnership and a a a dating partner or a capable partner or a catch of a partner should behave. You know, for men, you know, your 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 skill set is the ability to understand and fucking read your female partner don't be the typical guy that's like well i asked her what was wrong she said nothing so that means nothing's wrong (laughs) we all know now 
that that's not the case. Mm-hmm. We you you are an absolute moron if you are still going to lean on that argument that well I asked her if everything was fine and she said yes because we've all learned from our great 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 grandparents until now that every woman says this. Mm-hmm. So pull your head out of your ass and understand that that's part of the game. Um, you just don't have the skill set there for that. You you don't know how to understand. You don't know how to read your partner. You don't know how to respond to their desires. And it's not even about like identifying their love language. It literally, for me, it is just common sense. <laughs> it's especially for men. It's just fucking common sense. Have some common sense. Read the room. Read your partner. Understand what they're saying. Understand what they're wanting. Um, you know, I don't, I don't want to dive too into, you know, how you should treat them versus, you know, what you want to give and what they want to receive. But it, there is some of that on there as well. Um, they just don't have a basic understanding. And it ties into what we've talked about. They're too immature. They're too focused on the wrong stuff. And mm-hmm. and and for women, it, it's it's like, well, you're you're not nice. You're not agreeable. You don't know how to compromise. You don't know how to how to, you know, give up friends in your life that are actually damaging like like a lot of men i mean it is funny how you 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 most men kind of give up their their male friendships their social life their social life when they become a husband Uh um and that's not because a woman asked them to unless they have friends that have husbands yeah yeah you know (laughs) and and even guys that because you'll see this and i did this when i first got married i i i in my last relationship i got married and and continued to do i'll say single stuff but it's not like the the hurtful single stuff um like i wasn't well i guess i did do that too but uh, i'm not talking about going to the clubs or going to the strip clubs or or it was just my social interactions were heavily relied on male companionship Mm-hmm. I wanted bro time. I want. I still, you know, I craved this, this, this male connection, and you know, hanging out with the guys and doing guy shit. And luckily, I was in the military, so I got my absolute fill of all the guy time I would need for five lives over. Um, but I see a lot of guys that they will get married and they continue this bro time that will fade. It will fade out, and what you'll see is these guys that continue to latch onto that as their friends end up getting married, end up finding partners, they start to fall off. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to be the last married guy that's like, what the hell? Why is everybody pussy whipped? <laughs> I'm married. I still want to go out golfing every Saturday. Oh my well, no, you're, you, that means you're the one in the bad relationship. You don't like your wife enough to want to spend time with her. Your mm-hmm. wife is, is ir- irritating. She's disagreeable. She's aggressive. She's acts like a man. She's got these masking qualities. I mean, you're, you're doing this to get away from her. Um, I mean, and that, that's where it's, there has to be this healthy, (laughs) almost, and this sounds very counterintuitive. There needs to be, this is all going to sound very contradictory, (laughs) a healthy, lustful, whipped mentality as a partner where I'm going to choose my partner over everybody, Mm -hmm. not because I'm scared not because I'm fearful. Is some of it self-serving? Yeah, it is. Because I get to either enjoy that person sexually, or I'm going to get something from it. I'm going to get something out of it. And I think that that's okay. Well, I was going to say, I think it it should be self-serving. Yeah. Because I think that 
ultimately, I think that you need to make you happy. And yeah. if your partner is the person that makes you happy, that is okay. Mm-hmm. That was an is one hundred percent okay to be self serving in yeah. that aspect. And I think that that's where if you're gonna go do some, for men, if you're gonna go do something extracurricular or recreational with with your buddies. Is that better than, and, and I guess this is kind of where I, I put it on, on, on the women because the, I, I've, I've used this exact example for, for, for us where if any of my friends were like, hey, we're going to go catch a game. If you were like, yeah, that's fine. If you want to go to that's fine. But if you want to stay here, I will <laughs> yeah. completely get naked and we'll have some fun. Okay, I'm choosing that <laughs> over the game anytime. Oh, yeah. Over golf, over baseball, over drinks at the bar. Do you think the all guys would be like that? No, because their wife's not worth fucking. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. That's what I'm saying. If okay. you're choosing these extracurricular activities <laughs> over, your your wife either doesn't want to have sex with you or the sex is trash. Uh-huh. When people are like, this is better than sex. I'm like, what kind of shitty sex are you having? <laughs> Yeah, because true. the sex I have, there's nothing better than this. Yeah. <laughs> so you need to reevaluate what kind of sex you're having because uh-huh. I can't relate to what you just said. Yeah. And, and look at the women that say, "Oh my gosh, I had this tiramisu; it was better than sex." I... You have never been dicked down in your life if you think <laughs> a, a chocolate coffee dessert is better than sex. Uh-huh. You have had the worst sex of your life. I know. For real. And you and I have eaten eaten at some expensive ass five-star fantastic restaurants oh that are amazing but i never would i say this is better than sex. i will still choose tapping that ass over that steak <laughs> oh, any day too. of the week me too so i don't get that uh-huh. um but and that's then what people you... will be like well you've never had good steak <laughs> uh-huh. oh yes i have <laughs> but 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 that's the thing that you see, and, that, and that's where you see these guys in these these male friendships like that. Why they over time they fall apart because one of those guys is going to have a partner that's way more fun to do shit with than you guys. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I know. Well, I think it's the same thing for women mm-hmm. too. You know, I think that that women go through the same stuff, and and you know, even with the. With your bad friends or keeping you single and stuff. Bad friends can keep you in bad relationships, mm-hmm. too. And I think that, like, the those bad friends, again, misery loves company. And they just want you to be miserable with them. Well, that that's, it's funny because I see, I see, like, these, these groups of, of girls and guys that I grew up with or went to high school with. And they're all, they're all friends. So, like, all summer... Like three or four couples will all go to the lake together, but they all have the exact same relationship. And when they're at the lake, it's completely segregated. The guys and girls aren't doing shit together. Mm-hmm. It's the guys trying to get a break from the women who are sitting over here nagging and bitching to each other about the men that are five feet away from them. They all share this this same type of dumbass post stuff that we talk about, and and it really is. It's you know three or four to five couples. That all have the exact same cookie cutter, shitty, normal ass relationship with kids where they're not having sex. They're not, you know, none of them are really a catch anymore. Mm-hmm. But they're like, this is what it's like. Mm-hmm. What a great summer we spent on the lake with each other. And it's like, yeah, you didn't connect with your partner at all. And if you didn't have your friends there, you would have had an awful summer because you would have had an awful marriage yeah. as well. Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. Um, but but I, I I guess going back to the original point of if you just don't have the skill set. It, it's what you said. It's all of that stuff that we've talked about over these two episodes that really kind of ties in together. You, you're missing all of those things. Um, and you're, whether you're willingly, you know, drawing a line in the sand that you're not going to change, you're not going to do this, or you're completely oblivious that you're lacking. That the end result is unfortunately the same. Mm-hmm. And it's that you're still single. Or... You keep dating the same type of low caliber individual, mm-hmm. guys and girls. Yeah, you know, guys that are like, I can't seem to find a girl that, you know, that won't cheat and she won't stay off of Instagram. She will do a little fucking research. <laughs> you met her, dudes. Do not start dating a girl that's acting like a hoe on Instagram. I know. You know, I we know. tell women don't go to the club to meet a guy that's trying to hook up. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. If you happen to slide into a girl's DM and that ends up letting you slide inside of her. That was not a catch. No. Because you know how many guys she's allowed to do that to? Don't don't meet or try to wife a girl that's on social media like that. I know. I mean, there there are so many blatant red flags out there that men and women need to look at that they can see. You just have to acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't get it. it I don't get it. If, if you saw the same, if you're a guy and you saw a very attractive woman standing on the corner of a busy intersection with her ass and boobs hanging out trying to get, you know, 25 cents per honk. Is that a girl that you would take home and marry? I know. No, but that's exactly what she's fucking doing on social media. I know. That's so true. And you're like, damn, girl. Oh. You're my type. Based on what? Uh-huh. You're an idiot. That's so true. And so, that's be smarter. Funny. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Oh my gosh, yes. So, I mean, yeah, there are probably more than 15 reasons you're still single, but mm-hmm. at least these were our good reasons <laughs> yeah. that we feel that you're still single. And and one of these is enough. Oh my gosh, If you're yeah. sitting there and you're like, oh, I do all 15, okay, you're going to be single for a very long time. <laughs> one of these will keep you single. Yeah. So if you're multiple of these... You got a lot of self improvement you need to do. Yeah, big time, big. Get cracking. Put that in your stupid ass twenty twenty four New Year's resolution bucket. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Put that in your your bullshit New Year New You coming up. I mean, you Top do doing though. these. Yeah. You should, and and then thank us later. <laughs> yeah. But no, really, you should. You should really do some some self evaluating and and. See what the fuck you're doing wrong or mm-hmm. recognize what you're doing wrong and then fix it. Yeah. Fix it. That's the biggest thing is trying to is is making sure that you're not repeating all of these things over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Fix it. You know, you may come into some things where you you might uh make another dumb mistake, but don't make it again. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, just be a fucking mature adult yeah. yep. <laughs> and and do what's best for you and and bring the best always bring the best version of yourself to the table. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I think that I mean, obviously these two episodes were were pretty long and long enough. I don't have anything else to add. Yeah. 
Um, as always, thank you all so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and listen to us wherever you listen to your podcast, and we will talk to you next week. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanks. Thanks.